Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, episode 40 for March 16th, 2018. Uh, I think you might have to bear with me a little bit. I mean, I think I might clear my throat here and there. My voice has been a little bit off this week. I don't know why. It's bizarre. Um, I'm just going to go right in with the thought that was on my mind just before I started this. Just because I literally just closed um, a tab that I was listening to of uh, a Kill Switch Engage live video from um, 2007. A video of them playing like My Curse live at a warp tour or something like that. And it really got me thinking about bands from that era that are still going. And it in particular, like I, I know Kill Switch Engage is still going and all that, and they kind of dropped off a little bit, but they're still a really solid band. And then it just really got me thinking about like a, a, a quite a few bands that were popular in that era that are still going. And like whether... Whether it's, like, time for some of them to throw in the towel or not, I guess. Because one great example that is still going strong is Trivium. Trivium are fucking awesome. And that new album they put out, that Sin in the Sentence album, is brilliant. Like, that's got mixtures. It's the cliche thing to say, but it genuinely does have influence from every previous album that they've made. And it brings in some new stuff which is awesome, and Matt changed his vocal style up a little bit, so when he screams now, it sounds a little different, but he can actually sustain that style of screaming, so he can actually scream live now, so that heaviness of people complaining about there being zero screaming in Trivium nowadays, you know, there's people who shut up now, which is nice, even though the stuff they did with zero screaming was fucking awesome anyway. Um... Yeah, it just had me thinking about, like, when certain bands ruled certain eras. Like, um, I went, I've just been going down memory lane this week, I guess. I was watching um, a Cradle of Filth live video. Somehow I stumbled onto Cradle of Filth, which I genuinely can't remember how, but I was like, man, I haven't watched this concert for a little while. So I went back and watched it, and I was like, maybe 2007 when this concert was? I'm not sure. (coughs) But there was genuinely, like, an error there. Where Cradle of Filth, like, reigned supreme in their style of music. Like, if they came to Adelaide, if they did an Australian tour in general back then, you would sell that whole fucker out in, like, a week. They were huge. They were arguably, especially in, like, the more extreme metal, one of the biggest bands doing that. And now they've just dropped off. And what they're doing now is just not on the same, like, level. But is that, like, am I getting old? Is that me, like, growing up and being a cynical asshole and being like, I don't like this because it's not the cradle of the filth that I knew. But the thing is, I was never super into them. So I don't think it is that. I think it's just my change, uh, my tastes changing and their musical style changing as well. Like, uh... For some reason, I was listening to Dimmu Borgir, who I've never been a huge fan of, but they have quite a few songs that I like. But the others, I just have a hard time getting into. And one of their new songs they put out was like a ballad. And I was like, this is odd. They're they're a black metal band. You're not supposed to do that. It's very different. Um, 
But this is all leading me, Jesus, clipping, sorry. <laughs> this is all leading me to talk about the new Parkway Drive songs. And it almost pains me to say that I'm just, I just, I, I don't think I like them. Like, there's two songs as of this podcast. There are two songs out at the moment. One song is called Wishing Wells, and the second song is called The Void. Now, Wishing Wells has fragments of what I think makes a good Parkway song, in that there's a lot of heaviness to it, there's good lyrics, fantastic screaming, there's, it's fast, you know, and there's kind of breakdowns and stuff. But this new song, The Void, it just sounds like straight up dad rock. Like, Winston is not even screaming in this band. He's doing something between, like, um, a powerful sing kind of thing and a scream. Like, it's not something that you hear people do often. And a part of my concern that I worry he may be doing that more and more frequently as more and more songs come out is because I have a feeling that it might be because his years and years and years of screaming have finally caught up to him and perhaps he's not been doing it with the proper technique and he just cannot scream in the same way anymore so now he has to change his vocal style and then the band has to change their style to suit that and I'm making a lot of assumptions off two songs, but man, I've just felt this like when Aya came out. There's a, there's a few good songs on there, don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know, I just didn't really get around it very much. And Atlas was a bit of a disappointment. Like, again, I don't want to sound like a cynical asshole, but I just don't feel like they've been very good since Deep Blue came out. Like, Deep Blue was fucking fantastic, even though they switched to like triggered drums and digital amps, it was still okay. And that's one problem that I do have, that I find a lot of bands change their sounds. If they've been recording with amps, like real amplifiers, and then they switch to a digital amplifier. So to break it down into simple terms, they basically plug the guitar into the computer and there's software on that that has distortion and effects and everything in it. Or they plug it into... Um, an electric box that's basically a computer that has all of that and they plug that into the computer to record from. And I think that's what makes, especially with this new Parkway song, man, with Wishing Wells, there's this weird effect going on with the lead guitar that you just didn't really hear, hear that often with their old stuff. And I think it's that thing of like, you have this at your disposal and you just try to utilize it, but it's just not properly done in my opinion. Um, yeah, <laughs> I went for seven minutes ranting about fucking feeling old and new music and stuff. Yeah. But like, that's one of the reasons I do this podcast as well. Cause I have, cause it forces me to try to find new music. So if I'm finding new music, I'm going to go down different avenues. I'm going to see these different bands live. Like I'm going to, cause one thing that I fear is, and everyone knows guys like this, is being one of those people that kind of never grew out of the, their, like, era that was 
I I don't want to say golden years. That's not the right word, but I can't find the word I'm looking for. But like, never got out of the stage that was their youth. You know what I mean? Like, they still dress exactly the same. They still act exactly the same. And they're still listening to the exact same songs and they're not listening to fucking anything different. And the thought of that genuinely fucking scares me because like, it's like how people like I, I I'm very much paraphrasing here, but it's like, you know, there there it's like people dying while they're still alive, you know, like like this this guy's just tapped out of life. He doesn't want to evolve, and there are so many people like that out there. Like, and there's a significant amount of them within what was the Adelaide scene when I was younger that just haven't changed, and they're just like everything in Adelaide is bullshit. This and that. It's like, dude, no. You've just grown cynical and you just cannot accept the fact that there's new guys that are coming up that are doing it better than you and I ever did. Like, you just can't handle it. Like, it's come a long way since I was playing shows and it's way better now than when I was. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Since I've gone for about 10 minutes talking about fucking hardcore music, sorry. But yeah, that's just how I feel. Like, because I don't want to stagnate is the way, is a good way to put it. And I feel like that's um, something small that seems small anyway. Like, you know, listening to the same music all the time. Like the same songs and everything all the time and never li- having anything different. I feel like that's one of the steps towards it. And then you're like, well... I'm not going to change that. I like that too much. And then I'm not going to change this. I'm not going to change that. And then you end up that dude that never leaves his town and just fucking stays there doing the same thing forever. No, thank you. Um, all right. So I guess I should uh, get started and tell you about my week. Uh, I had an interesting week. Um, it's gonna, probably, hopefully going to be the last time I say this for a while. Intentionally, it's probably going to be the last time I say this for a while, barring... Uh, an occasion where I'm more comfortable with the people that I'm with. Uh, I got very drunk on the weekend, um, which I'm not planning to do again for a little while, at least not around the people I was with, because I'll break it down. So we went into the city, if you recall from last week, my buddy Cam had a fight, which I was um, okay for at least, and um, unfortunately his fight was called off after the first round, because... Um, the way that it was explained to me was because his fight was an amateur bout, they're a bit more strict with the rules. So the doctor came in and looked at him after the first round and felt that he was a bit concussed and he had a bit of a like, um, and I think I'm not hundred percent sure if it, they said this was part of it as well, but, um, he had a cut above one of his eyes as well. And I think that the doctor might've said that that it was too much for him to continue or whatever, which is a shame. I could imagine, like, um, I didn't get to speak to Cam because I wanted to give him as, you know, I'm not going to go fucking flood him afterwards and say, how was it? How was it? Like, no. Um, want to give him his space and his privacy. But <clears throat> knowing the kind of guy that he is, he probably didn't want it to stop, but he understands. And the other guy was a class act about it, you know, and it's a shame, but it's, you know... It's just what happens sometimes. And if if a fight was going to be called off in any way against a guy that I'm supporting, I'm happy that it... I feel like that was the most kind of... 
um, oh, what's the best way to, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm happy that he sustained like a minor amount of damage for it to be called off versus, you know, if he got really badly knocked out. Cause that would have, you know, you don't want to see your friend get knocked out. It's a rough sight, <laughs> but dude, he's such a warrior. I'm no, I know he'll be back and he's just, he's 21. It's terrifying. He's 21. He's going to fucking be in that flatlining people that are like 10 years older than him soon. I'm sure. Oh, what a beast. Um, but yeah, then after that, I got way too drunk. And then I think I said just some embarrassing shit to the, my um, jujitsu crew that I was with. And I know I talked their ears off, which was, uh, which I'm very guilty for. And then, um, but the next day I, my coach sent me a text saying, Hey, how'd you pull up, man? So it made me think that I was a, a little bit silly, but I said, no, I was all right, man, but I wasn't too bad last night. Was I? And he said, no, you were good fun. So I like to think that he's being genuine when he says it, but it's just the fact of like, uh, gotta wait. Hopefully. But it's a thing of whenever I've had friends that have been around me and just been super drunk, whenever they see me again, and I was just like, ah, it's, you were good, man. Like, I've had friends that have just said some silly shit before, but it's like, dude, I've been there, so I don't really care. So I think it's the same thing. But, you know, when it's yourself and you're around your own thoughts all the time, you can kind of get a bit too hypercritical of it and be like, oh, what if I said this? What if I said that? It's like, dude, any of those things that I said, they probably wouldn't have cared anyway. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and then I went out, uh, to town, well, not really to town, when I say to town, like, I'm not really, like, a huge club guy, I've gone to Dog and Duck, uh, was it early this year, late last year, and that was an alright time, like, I didn't mind, like, going around there and just dancing a bit and shit, just doing some fun shit like that, but, um, when I'm in the city, I should say, rather than saying going to town. Um, I tend to go with my friend Jack, and the main place we tend to go is Rocket Rooftop Bar. So, like, you're, ironically enough, you're on a rooftop, would you believe it? Um, so, it's just kind of a chilled out scene. You're just sitting up there, catching up. You'll probably see a few people you know here and there from being, like, that, because um, a lot of people we know that live in the city go there quite frequently, which is cool. You just have a cool night out and you meet some randoms, just strike up a chat and you got some new friends. And then when you're there the next time, it's like, hey, dude, what's up? Which is pretty cool. So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of my version of going to town, not really going to fucking Red Square or anything. I went there once in 2013. Uh, short story. Yeah, I went to Red Square once in 2013. And um, uh, that was my first and I'm pretty sure it will be my last time there. Because I walked, uh, well, before I walked in, I paid to get in there. I paid to go into Red Square, my friends. Um, so I paid to go in there. And as soon as I stepped in, I just realized it was a horrible mistake. But I was with a bunch of friends that wanted to go there. So I thought, all right, I'll stick around for like a half hour. But uh, it was not fun. The floor is so sticky. That's what That's what I remember the most about it. Very, very sticky floor which was just kind of gross. Um, but I had a new experience this weekend. I, for the first time ever, went to Sushi Train. Um, myself and my jiu-jitsu buddies, 
we went to sushi train before the fight and I'd never been there before. And I was like, holy shit. I think you've just made me an addict, guys. Because <laughs> I got it the next day as well. Sushi train, so fucking cool, man. Like, if you've never been to one, 100% recommend going to one. Just sit there next to the conveyor belt. Whatever you want, you just take. Oh, it's so cool. Now I wish I was there. <laughs> ah, why is there not one fucking close? Oh, actually, there is one that's pretty close here. Ooh. Ooh. I might go there Friday night if Jack is free or if another friend wants to come with me. I'll see you who's around. Sorry, <laughs> making plans in the middle of the fucking podcast. Um, so the next day, uh, Jack and I check out of our hotel room. We just walk around in the city for a bit just because we're not down that way that often. So we just went and had a look around. And um, we went into Clarity Records, which uh, for those who don't know where it is, <clears throat> I can't recommend it enough. It's a great local record store. It's... um. Towards, if you walk towards the east uh, end of Rundle Mall. Hang on one sec. Alright, we're good. Sorry, my computer screen just went uh, dark just because I hadn't fucking touched the mouse for a bit. Um, yeah, if you go towards the east end of Rundle Mall, as you go to exit, um, and you see the Hungry Jacks and you walk up that direction, you'll eventually stumble upon Clarity Records. And they've, they're have they a very interesting record store in the fact in the sense that I thought that they just had all hardcore there and like heavy stuff, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but one side, they had a bunch of vinyls of like jazz records and stuff, like a lot of Miles Davis and all that. So um, I bought um, a Nina Simone vinyl, which was cool. Uh, I bought... Her, uh, my baby just cares for me album, because my friend Zoe really got me into Nina Simone a few months ago, and I, um, for her birthday I bought her, um, a cover album, like an album of, of Nina Simone singing a bunch of covers, and yeah, when I saw that there, I was like, holy shit, this is really cool, and I actually recognized some of the songs that were on the back from my time of getting into listening to her now, so I was like, I need this, and it, it it's cool to. Because I have a few albums on vinyl, and I've got um, I've actually got a Bill Burr stand-up special on vinyl as well, which is pretty cool. But every other album, besides my copy of The Wall by Pink Floyd, um, I, d I it, when I, all right, let's start that sentence again. When I listen to them on vinyl, they still sound good, but they don't sound a huge amount different and I don't know I think I just like the fact that th when Nina Simone recorded these songs she was recording them for people to listen to on vinyl that was the way people experienced music at that time so it feels really cool to actually listen to it in the form that it was intended to be listened to and it's just super relaxing and just like, I don't know, it's very emotional music. Like, it really gets to me. I don't know why, but yeah, she's a very, she was, I should say, um, a very powerful performer. 
There's actually a documentary about her on Netflix. I might watch a bit of that before before I go to sleep. Um, and then it just kind of had me like thinking, just kind of zoning out, thinking of my dream home, like this kind of setup that I'd love to have. Like, because my vinyl player is, isn't very big. It's just like a little portable thing with it, the speaker on. It's decent and everything. Don't get me wrong, but I'd love to have um. Uh, a setup similar to my friends um, Robin and Tim. Um, their parents have this amazing vinyl setup with like, um, like the player is on top of the shelves, and but it's one of these fucking big players with the big speaker below it, and you got the shelves next to it, and it just feels like a bit more of a big experience, like you're going over there to um put on the record and you can hear it all through the house and stuff whereas like when I go p- to put on a record now it's just I can I'm stretching out my arm right now I can and I can almost touch my record player from here like there's I don't know it just doesn't feel like as much of an experience as when you listen to a vinyl at that house and then yeah it's had me dreaming of it just took me on a bit of a fucking hit the mic. Sorry, took me on a bit of a uh, journey of thoughts. Like I can see myself there, just with some buddies, putting on a nice vinyl, just relaxing, having a nice time. And like, for some reason, I've been really craving having like a wine and pasta night, and just doing something like that. That would be awesome. That sounds like. Like, this is how I know I'm getting old, because that sounds like a fucking great night into me. I really need to have a wine and pasta night sometime soon. I've been thinking about it for way too long, that, like, when you think about it for long enough, you're just like, all right, I obviously do want to do it, so let's do it. Um, What else have I been up to this week? I've actually been practicing uh, screaming a lot more, like vocal screaming a lot more lately just because um I just dropped off a little bit and I just was not as good as I used to be at it when I was um, playing shows and you know practicing and all that so just something I want to get on top of again in case any opportunity happened to arise which I don't think it will but we'll see but I always like the idea that even if I just record a song at home it's going to sound as good as I can sound so be doing myself a bit of a disservice if I sounded way worse than I have before. Um, but there are projects that I've always thought about doing that I would definitely like to do. Like um, my friend Leah and I had this idea a few months ago of starting a project that sounds similar to The Kills. I think I've spoken about this before. I can't remember though. Where like I'd play the guitar and she'd play guitar and sing. And it would be, yeah, similar to The Kills or like a Jack White style kind of thing, which would be really cool. I'd like to be able to do something like that. Might actually contact her and see if she wants to do that still. But I've always had this idea. Um, and when I say always had this idea, for like the last two, three years, I've had this idea. Maybe longer now. Um, I've had this idea of me recording an album. Like I go and record all of the instruments for the album and I bring in a different vocalist from Adelaide for each song and it ends up 
being and like I tailor the song to suit the vocalist, obviously. So I write the style that they tend to sing. And I've had that idea for a really long time and I think I'm actually going to try to do it a bit more because I do have connections with friends that are vocalists that I'd very much like to write for and just it would be nice to say that I've collaborated with them and actually have something to kind of showcase what Adelaide has to offer. It'd be really cool. Um... What have I been? What else have I been up to this week? I've actually been working a lot this week, despite the public holiday. <laughs> it feels like I have not, I didn't have a day off because I've just been working super long hours this week. But it'll be alright. I go into afternoon shift next week, which is alright. It's a bit easier to work those hours because you start a bit later. I don't mind finishing later because I'm always up at that time anyway, so it works out alright. But one thing I did notice today was I looked at my arm. Like, I caught a glimpse of my arm and I was like, Jesus, I'm getting pale. Because my previous job, I worked outside basically my whole shift. So I'd always have a nice tan going. So it's a bit of an indicator that I need to get a bit more sun, I think. And I can do that. Thinking of, uh, well, we're going to be coming into fucking autumn now, aren't we? Hopefully we get a bit more sun and I go for some runs and shit like that. Just do, like, it's on my board above me anyway. Do more outside activities. So, maybe climb lofty. I haven't done that before. I think I'm missing out on a great South Australian experience, having never climbed Mount Lofty. And, like, I'm curious as to whether it's difficult or not. I don't know. I am curious. I might have to do it. Uh, What else have I got? I'm just looking at my dot points for my bloody podcast notes, as I like to call them. Um, oh, yeah, one thing I have been thinking about is the possibility of upgrading my microphone eventually. Because the microphone I use at the moment is okay, but the quality is not quite at the level I'd like it to be. But I don't want to, you know, spend a huge amount of money for a microphone that I'm just going to talk into. So one thing I'd love to have is like um, a Shure SM7B, which like if you watch uh, Joe Rogan's podcasts or listen to them, sorry, or like, uh, oh, I don't, actually don't know if your mom's house uses them, but Rogan, he uses them for his podcasts. And I first found those microphones from watching like, you know, hard, like metal and hardcore uh, videos of the vocalist tracking vocals. So, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Those uh, microphones are amazing. I want one, but they're a bit pricey. So I might have to get a bit of a discount version of that, and then hopefully my uh, audio quality will be a bit better because I know it could be better." Um, you know what? I think I'm going to get into my bloody album of the week this week then. Um. You'll have to forgive me. I've not listened to this album too much. But I've just mainly been uh, listening to the ones that come up on my uh, shuffle when they come up on my shuffle on Spotify. But my album of the week this week is called Nothing Is Beautiful by a band called Spite. Uh, Spite are really interesting. They've got like this super kind of black metal 
influenced drumming, but the guitar and stuff is still very hardcore based. And the vocalist has this kind of shriek he does when he does higher screams. But he's got this almost like bark sounding like growl. And it's fucking awesome. It blends together for like a a weird, a, a weirdly well-oiled machine. Like these elements almost don't sound like they would work too well together, but they strangely do. It's really cool. Um, I'm just going to go with the most popular song just because I've genuinely not listened to it quite enough for me to give you like a hot take from it or anything. So I'm going to go with Kill or Be Killed. That's a fucking great song, and I'm actually going to listen to it as soon as I fucking turn my podcast off. <laughs> um, so what am I up to this weekend? Um, my good friend Tani and I are catching up Friday night. Uh, one of my best friends through high school and just... what Over the past two, three years, we just kind of lost touch a little bit, so we're actually trying to make an effort to hang out with each other a bit more. You know, since... I think it's just because she moved just a tiny bit away. Just like her and her boyfriend moved maybe 20, 30 extra minutes away. And that can just tend to make a difference just when you're not well within the same area. When you're just like, oh, they're literally just over there. We'll go hang out rather than it's just... I don't know. And I think when you're both working a lot more and all that, that the time's just never lined up. And I, to be honest, I just never really made as much of an effort as I probably should have. So I'm doing that now. Uh, then, buddy, Saturday, <coughs> all goes to plan, uh, catching up with my friend Carmen, and we're going to go to the cat cafe in Paynham called Hashtag Meow. I fucking love cats. And it's the one, it's the best thing ever. Go to the cafe Cannot recommend it enough. Hashtag meow is amazing. Unless you're allergic to cats, then it's probably not amazing for you. However, if you're not allergic to cats, it's the best thing ever. There's like 13 cats in there, man. And they're pretty much all friendly. It's awesome. The only time I went in there then they weren't really friendly is because they wanted to sleep. Which, you know, fair enough. There's a fucking 30 million people that come in every day, probably. Can't blame a few of them for what needing some sleep. Um, look at that, I just ticked over the half hour mark. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up now before it just turns into me talking about cats for another half hour. Um, so we'll leave it at that and I will see you next time. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. <laughs>